0: What's going on, friends of the show? You're tuned in to episode 71 of Random Rubies and Movies Weekly Podcast with my friend Luke, where we watch the latest shows and the movies and everything. Well, now that we're in October, definitely the scariest shit. Um, But uh, also, I just saw this cool feature that if you have any questions or comments, if you listen to this on Anchor, Uh, You can drop those and we can add them to the shows if you so choose. So if you have uh, comments on something that we've watched in the past or anything like that, we can do that as well. For this week, we watched the new movie Apostle on Netflix, as well as the series Haunting of Hill House on Netflix. Um, We caught First Man, and I believe you caught Theatrically uh, Bad Times at El Royale, which was nowhere around me. Um, so hoping hey, to catch that.
1: Was it though? You were you were down here though. Listen.
0: So. I w- <laughs> I drove five hours to be there. For four hours. I don't know if they would have been keen. On me leaving for three of those. To go see a movie.
1: I think you would have been okay.
0: I mean. It would have been a toss up for sure. So. <laughs> uh, I, I, It, it would have really been a coin flip. Uh, I'm pretty sure the people that I rode down there with, um, would have been super pissed off, but it's whatever. Um, and then, did I get everything? Oh, in uh-huh. the second half of first season of Hannibal. So, whew. Did you get all that stuff watched?
1: Same as last week. Yes, but not Hannibal. Not Just Hannibal. I, I, I've seen that first season like three times.
0: Right on, right on. Um... So, we're going to do this a little differently today. Um, oh, yeah. I think we should get the movies out of the way because since um, Haunting has only been on a few days, then put that at the back end. So, if people want to get that and avoid spoilers, then they can jump to that. Um, Spoiling else. A there was a haunting for sure. Um, In- so yeah, let's uh, let's do it that way. Uh, there were just two stories I wanted to just t- touch on briefly. Um, James James Gunn looking to get writer and director for Suicide Squad two. How you feel about that? That's a thing. <laughs> I don't
1: know. Like one, yeah, it's like James Gunn was the reason I was excited for Guardians in the first place. Um, so it does excite me little on the other hand it's like i don't care about anything dc's doing so
0: it, it's really par for the course for dc where they are just trying anything to get that universe kickstarted uh, i did see half the trailer for aquaman and that actually looks fairly decent considering what i was expecting but again it seems so separated like uh wonder woman was where it's they have these grandiose ideas but they don't have an overall um, idea or plan of action to make everything work together. So hopefully they just divert and actually just do standalone movies because I think that would work just a lot better for them because the thing that works well for MCU is that they do have that overarching structure, but more so than that, they're actually getting directors to do multiple movies so it's not so disjointed um and plus they have their own kind of um view that they want to uh show and i mean that's why edgar right uh left ant-man and stuff like that so i don't know it'll be interesting i mean i'm i'm down for anything james gunn does so i guess i'm in for suicide squad too if he ends up doing it
1: I, yeah, at this point, they confirmed he's writing it. They haven't said anything yeah. about him directly. But,
0: yeah. uh, and then the second story is Iron Fist uh, has been canceled on Netflix series, which everybody threw that in my face. I was like, did you actually watch the second season? Because it was actually pretty decent. And it's probably one of my favorite seasons of those Netflix series And then the way they ended it makes it seems like they aren't going to just throw those characters away. And I think they're just using it to jump over to the Disney site.
1: Well, I mean, in the end, I assume it was Netflix's choice to cancel it. So they had ideas to continue. But I don't know if if you think about if the rumors are true that this Disney streaming service is going to do a Scarlet Witch show with Elizabeth Olsen, and it's going to do a Loki show with Tom Hiddleston. They really, like, does it seem like they want to do an Iron Fist show? Like, is that a third season? And not, I don't know. I like that second season a lot more, but it doesn't hurt me that it's not coming back, I guess.
0: But I can also see it just switching it to Heroes for Hire and Daughters of Dragons for Netflix, too. So.
1: Yep, that's what they need to do. Just put it all together.
0: Yeah, I think that'd help them greatly uh because I think people are very split amongst these characters and having them team up and, and have those episodes where they did team up were the best of the seasons. So it did would you, make sense.
1: Did you just to get some hype going for next week, did you see any of the Daredevil trailers?
0: Uh I did not. I'm um I is showing up and Daredevil's pissed off I'm sure so
1: Uh I'm just gonna say this one. <laughs> It might not be Colin Farrell, but Bullseye is definitely in it.
0: Okay.
1: And nice. and two, there's definitely a shot of Kingpin wearing the white suit and the ascot. Oh, and it's
0: shit. <laughs> now I'm fucking pumped. Because that drops Friday, right? Yeah. Shit, I'm so excited. Uh, are we going to champion through the whole thing?
1: I'm, I think I'm going to try. Uh, I worked this weekend, but... I get off at noon Monday and we don't record till Tuesday, so I think I might power through it Monday and oh, Tuesday. Oh yeah, we
0: got that extra day. Yeah, yeah, I think we could probably nail it. Uh c- just considering we're gonna be doing Sabrina the Sabrina next week too. So
1: Yeah, there's a lot of T V shows this week or this month on Netflix. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, just realizing that I've watched twenty hours of content in the last thirty six or so. Uh <laughs> yeah, that's pretty it's a pretty hefty task, especially with everything drop Friday. Like if we would have had stuff that was dropping beforehand, but like everything hit Friday, so there was not much I could do about getting ahead of the curve. So,
1: and I mean, and we'll we'll get to it. Partly that's your fault though. Like hmm. I didn't say anything about we needing to watch all of Hill House, but you were like, "I'm a baby," and if I don't watch it all,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad I did too, because there would have been no. That, there's no good stopping point in the middle of that because it has such great momentum. So,
1: but I mean, uh, I guess I guess I did the same thing a little bit back when I said I wouldn't. I had to watch all of Jack Ryan, or I wouldn't have gone back to it. So yeah,
0: that's fair. I get it. I do. Fair enough. So let's let's uh, start with Apostle. Then uh, I know you were excited about it. This is from Garrett's, uh Gareth Edwards.
1: It's either Edwards or Evans. There's two fucking Garris making movies. <laughs> both last names are the E, and I was—I think it's Edwards because I think Evans is the guy who did Rogue One and Godzilla.
0: Okay, yeah, that's where uh, I'm glad you clarified that because I—I I was going to lump them all in the same one. But this is the guy that did the Raid uh, yeah. movies as well as um, what was the other one he did?
1: He did the two Raid movies. He did another Indonesian martial arts film before that. And then he had a segment in VHS to the horror anthology movie.
0: I, I thought he just uh, direct. Oh, no, no, no. Nope. I was thinking the guy that was in the raid was in mile 22, which was a terrible, <laughs> movie. but there we go. Now we got the connections. Um, so yeah, it's got that director uh, directing the dude from Legion as well as uh, Martin. Uh, it's not Martin Sheen. Um, Michael Sheen Michael Sheen, uh, and then a couple more characters, but those are the main ones for the most part uh how'd you feel about it? um
1: I feel it's good, but I think you probably could have cut twenty minutes off of it and made it a little tighter that's kind you know you, you reach this point in the like there's the build up to him coming to this island, and then there's the like the insane climax at the end. In the middle, it's kind of mushy. It's a lot of like not a lot going on in the middle.
0: It felt uh, very uh, "No Country for Old Men," where oh yeah, uh, where you have this like slow build and like you're kind of just. It's so weird because um, you're seeing it, taking in everything that's happening around him, and it's really. Once it started escalating, it just fucking takes off. Um, I did like it. Uh, There's, there's, hmm. it does a lot of things ambiguously. um, And then it kind of just hits you in the face with them. Um, I liked the the thoughts it was trying to put forward. Like these people kind of did have this calling and, to find this land and they're holding a god hostage which wasn't working for them and everything was dying around them um but for the most part i thought the dude from legion was awesome in it
1: well yeah because dan stevens is he's really good um especially when he doesn't have to like try and do an american accent he does a lot better (laughs) yeah um but yeah, he's good. Um, did any of it spook you out? I was watching some of this, and I was like, I don't know that Noah's gonna like this.
0: Uh, okay, so like every like leading into the credits and shit. Uh, I kind I think I saw like a half a like a 10 second clip on uh, like a teaser trailer on uh, Twitter for it, and it looked like it was supposed to be scary. Um, but after I. I bit, bit the bullet, I was like, oh, this is kind of just suspenseful, so. And I think about this time, you sent me the thing that was like, oh, haunted houses, or haunted hill houses, worse than hereditary. I was like, well, that's fucking great to look forward to, so.
1: Yeah, it's definitely
0: just jumbled. Uh,
1: <laughs> I think it kind of has, like, that, uh, that uh, kind of like a Wicker Man vibe, where there's mm-hmm. this kind of uneasy tension, and you feel like something's off. But there are a few parts, you know, there's that, like, uh, when they're putting the blood in the jars, and then also yeah. the things like the blood out the floor, you know, I figured, oh, maybe he won't like that.
0: Uh, it, I think the, when he was in tunnels was like really, uh, giving me some ine- uneasy feelings. And then at the end, um, when he was in the uh, shack type, uh, barn or whatever, um with the uh masked guy or whatever so Um, yeah there were moments but it was nothing like haunted
1: haunting so i just have to keep asking there's one one month a year where i just push you as much as i can so i gotta engage where we are um what's the thing that was so weird to me watching the movie was like it's it's very reserved and it's about a tone piece and this and that but you know violence does break out at a few points and when it does, he immediately shoots it like they're in the fucking raid, and it's so weird. It's like yeah. little white guys, and all of a sudden the camera ratchets up, and it's going super fast, and it's so dis disorienting almost.
0: Yeah, yeah. I it it felt disorienting, but at the same time, it felt very uh, grounded in the story. Um, there were a couple just uh, lingering shots, like when they're um they were trying to find the traitor. And the dude attacks. Um, that lingering shot where it's like, oh fuck, he has no idea what that... He has never memorized that book, so he's gonna get caught, and it's the guy for him, and he takes the knife, and it's like it's so fucking wild. Um, and then you have this shit that's happening underground. Um, it was weird to see how the god had shown herself considering the state she was in. Um, but then it was even weirder how the movie ended. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if he really was did have her blood or if it was just a thing of like where he helped her get free. So I don't know. There's there some definitely cool things about this movie.
1: Yeah. It's definitely worth watching if you got two hours and 15 minutes to spare or whatever.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, it does does a great thing where it's like it, it sets the mm-hmm. mood very well with the uh, the tone of the whole thing and like you can kind of see where it's heading and then you just don't want it to go there because like it's it's only getting worse and worse and worse and it's like when that fucking climax kicks off it's like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, highly recommended. Uh, I think it's good for uh, definitely this time of year. Um, even though it was marketed as a horror movie, it didn't feel like that. Uh, I think it still fits the mood of the uh, time of year. So. Sure. It was good. Uh, yeah. Talking about uh, gauging me right now. Um, well, let's get into Hannibal. Let's finish that off for the first season. And how... Fucking freaked out I am about how terrifyingly good this show is. <laughs> I told you, sure, messing with me hard. <laughs> um, so I did write down some notes. Uh, you uh, gave me the info that um, Hannibal was actually playing it as Satan, and like that made everything click so much better. And it's. Uh, I know you know that I love berserk, but if anybody's tuning in for the f- first second time or whatever, um i 'm fascinated by the story of berserk because it 's really really well done, good versus evil, and it it seems like Hannibal's from the perspective of the evil person and it's it's fascinating to get that side of a story and how he 's manipulating everything and making it work for him so.
1: And, like, I'm not – there's a point to it where, like, I don't even know that at this point in the story, at least, that he's trying to work it towards – for him. You know, I think he's just doing these things to see what happens.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I think the manipulation that he's doing – oh, fuck. You still there? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I just hit the exit button, so hopefully it sticks with it. Um. (laughs) Yeah. The manipulation he's doing and it's odd seeing him play with the system to see what he can kind of get away with. Um, so let's just a uh, quick brief rundowns. Um, episode seven, you got the kidney harvester where, uh, he visits an opera singer, runs into one of his, um, patients, Dan Fogler. And I was like, Oh sweet. Dan Fogler's in this. I, I love that <laughs> dude. And, uh, just fucking gets weird from there. Um, I don't. I don't think Cannibal had his psychiatrist the first six episode, did he? Uh no, I don't
1: okay. believe
0: so. So then it uh, shows him having a psychiatrist, which was even more fascinating. Like you don't think this story can get even deeper, and it just keeps digging that hole even further, and it's it's fucking insane. Um, so then eight, you get the. Uh, cello on the vocal cords murder um, not a fan which, of that <laughs> which was actually Dan Fogler's um, friend I guess I think they were kind of maybe leaning towards him intimate um, but he. it seemed like uh, the serial killer was using him to get to Hannibal um, which that was a whole turn a random turn um, and then ends up killing both of them. Uh, you see Hannibal actually have to scrap for his life going against the serial killer, so that was cool. Um, and then you get the totem pole killer, which was very disturbing. It's incredibly, <laughs> incredibly disturbing uh, how that whole thing was set about. Um, Will finds out that he makes one of those jumps that he's kind of getting better. So like his rationale and stuff is returning to him and he makes that jump and realizes that Abigail actually murdered um, the one kid. Uh, And then you see that she actually helped out with the uh, planning of the murders and sorting out who was getting picked and everything like that. Uh, Then number 10, you have that skin killer uh, where like her skin's peeling off, she doesn't feel like she's alive. Um, that one kind of freaked me out when she gets pulled under the bed, and then uh, later when her arm skin just falls off. Uh, yeah, that one that one was the difficult one for me for sure. Um, and then you have them going and learning about Will's condition, and then you see how deep this manipulation Hannibal is going. Um, Because he's fascinated in seeing how far he can push Will. Um, Because he doesn't see uh, Will as an adversary, necessarily. Because he's so hung up on these murders and solving them for the FBI. Um, Which leads to the whole Berserk thing, again, is... This whole Griffith aspect is like... The one thing Guts wants... Which is so strange to say... In context, uh, the one thing gets he wants is to be Griffith's friend, and Griffith doesn't see anybody as a friend until they can stand toe to toe with him. And you see Hannibal kind of uh, laying the groundwork to find somebody that can c- compete with him. Um, but then, I'm that? gonna, I'm
1: gonna, pu- I'm gonna push your leaning a little bit further in that. How um, do I want to say this? watch the show in terms of that will and Hannibal are in love with each other hmm. and this is about a dysfunctional relationship and Abigail is their surrogate daughter
0: that's interesting um see i can't i can't quite make that leap just yet uh, i think it'll probably uh show itself a little bit better in the the next couple seasons but uh the fact that the Bloom lady. I think it's Bloom. Um, and the, and will are kind of hooking up, kind of while well, kissing, but like they're trying to get something to work. Um, so then, Eleven, but it doesn't. yeah, I know it, it, it can't work when Will's
1: brains fucking frying in his head. Yep. Yep.
0: And then, uh, Eddie, is Eddie, Eddie Izzard returns? Um, it does some fucking gnarly kills. um, gets the uh, tabloid journalist to like watch him do some shit and like carves up a person in front of her while she has to keep them alive and like it's just so fucking weird. Uh, Will actually catches him and then his brain fucks him up (laughs) (laughs) and then he gets away but ends up shooting him and then you have the uh, skin lady burning up in her little chamber Um, She's getting better with uh, Jack questioning Jillian Anderson, which I'm so intrigued by learning what happened to her because I think it was probably Hannibal Um, because by, at the end of the season you see she cares for Hannibal in a way that like you get that note from when Hannibal called the serial killer in that first episode, like, it's this bond they share. Like, they know what's going on, but they're fucking terrified of each other, kind of. Um, and then Will kind of basically figuring out that the copycat is uh, Hannibal, and then their showdown, so.
1: And then the season ends, and a reversal of what everyone knows of the story it's Will in jail framed for these crimes and framed for the death of abigail
0: blew my fucking mind uh i was so expecting will to get the upper hand and then and then this turning around a handable being caught and being put in in that situation so this only means i'm very intrigued to see how second season plays out um (laughs) do they get reversed um what is the thing that happened between uh, Hannibal and his psychiatrist?
1: <sighs> what happened to Abigail? Uh,
0: what happened to Abigail? Um, is there? Are they going to use Will as they did Hannibal in the Silence of the Lambs type situation where they bring the cases to him and he sorts out what happens? Um, but yeah, this show is fucking awesome. And it, it scares <laughs> me that I like it so much.
1: Mm, it's good if only you'd watch it back then maybe it wouldn't have be canceled but it's okay
0: i know well we can push it's the age of the internet we get enough people <laughs> yelling and rambling somebody will pick it up <laughs> even if only fox picks it up for another season or whatnot so yeah uh if you're not watching hannibal get on that shit and then we'll bring it back for season four <laughs> <laughs> um so then let's see from there do you want to talk about uh good times or just wait till i see
1: it uh we'll hold until you see it because i'm right. not really sure i formulated all my thoughts on that
0: all right fair enough fair enough um so then uh what'd you think of the first man
1: i liked it it's good um you would <laughs> what's that supposed to mean it was
0: boring as shit <laughs> what <laughs> Oh my god. I got out of it and I was like, this was almost as boring as Dunkirk. I bet Luke loved it. <laughs>
1: I don't understand you.
0: Listen, I want to enjoy it. I, I want to love it, but it's so slow and nothing about the aesthetic is pleasing to me. Uh, it just looks boring and drab. Even no. the Leprechaun was in it and I was like, oh my god, it's him and
1: just, I don't care. I think, but I think that's what is really good about the movie is it shows, you know, space travel through the eyes of the astronauts and the nitty yeah. gritty of NASA. You know, it's not these sweeping vistas of the ship in space and everything. You know, you see so much of what they're doing through portholes and you're trapped yeah. in this claustrophobic environment. But with them.
0: those two Like, there are really two fascinating sweeping shots that were like, okay, those are fucking awesome. But
1: Yeah, and I don't think those would have worked as well if they didn't film the rest of the movie the way they had.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Um, Yeah, it was was good. I'm not saying it was terrible. It was just boring for my taste. Um, It felt very much like Hidden Figures, but I think a lot of that leans on that 60s era and just shit looking that way. And like, there's no way to make that shit exciting, so, I don't know.
1: You, really, fucking men shoving themselves in a tin can and blowing themselves up into space is exciting. No, 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 no. Yeah.
0: okay, so the gyroscope was awesome, but the only part that worked that, like, gave that kind of uneasy feeling, like, maybe this won't work out, was when they showed off the scope of the fucking Apollo and it was this giant fucking thing, and they're just these two these guys cramming in the top of it and like the scale was so off for a lot of that that it just didn't i it just felt like a lot of simulations so and like hmm. that leaning on that like apol uh, i think it was Apollo thirteen with Tom Hanks, like they did that well because they like it seemed like there was real consequences and whatnot. And like, it kind of suffers from the idea where, you know, nothing's going to happen to him. So like, he's really in no, and in no danger. So I'm glad they had that lander tester where he did get fucking messed up. But I mean, we knew that he completed it successfully. So,
1: yeah, but that's not the point of the yeah. movie. You know, yeah. it's it's the same theme that Chazelle's done in his previous two movies. It's a movie about obsession and pushing yourself to your breaking point what's, to prove your yourself... stuff. He did La La Land and Whiplash. Oh,
0: okay, see, I don't get that from this movie, and I love those other two. Um, hmm. I think uh, let me. I'll have to. Th- to consider that more, but um, to me, it just felt very documentary-esque. It was like stuff I didn't know. Like he had that daughter that had passed away and like, I don't know. The the story just felt chomped up. And like when he dropped her um, bracelet, it just seemed like it was kind of tacky, which I don't know if he really did in real life. But, like, it's kind of, it's fascinating, but it's also tacky. And it's, like, even when they landed on Moon, they weren't excited about fucking being the first people there. And, like, I don't think, I don't know how you couldn't be just fucking, yeah, we got it. Let's fucking tear shit up.
1: Oh, well, maybe because they were fucking terrified?
0: (sighs) Yeah. once you see shit works, and then you just jump out and have, uh, well, I guess they showed um, Armstrong j- hopping around and fucking off, so I don't know. This th- I don't know. This movie just didn't really work for me. It's not bad, but I think you should really go into it knowing that it's going to be kind of documentary type movie. Mm. It it doesn't have that speed and uh, excitement from like Whiplash and Wildland did.
1: That's well, because it wasn't. You know, it took it took like seven years. It's not mm-hmm. fast and exciting. It's I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I went into it completely cold, so I didn't know what I was getting into. But like, even like, I don't think we heard anything about this movie till like a month ago. And even the the poster was like not exciting. Like, I don't know the title of the movie. Like, nothing about it is like. I want to see this movie. <laughs> I just figured you it be it because uh, I love Ryan Gosling and I think he can do anything. But like, this is probably one of the first times that I'm like, eh, "Wait, wait for Netflix or something like that."
1: It's uh, it's much better than Blade Runner. So I'll say that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm you're not picking a fight with me today. But that's bullshit. <laughs> you like this better than 2049?
1: Oh yeah, 100%. Gosling's a thousand times better in this than he was in Blade Runner. I
0: don't I don't believe that for a second. Jesus. Oh yeah.
1: That whole that whole scene that he plays with his wife wordlessly when she wants him to tell his kids that like he's probably going to die and he's wordlessly trying to get across that like I can't tell my kids because then I have to acknowledge the fact that I'm probably gonna die. Gosling does that so perfectly without saying anything.
0: See, and this is why I like this show. Because I I would have never made that connection. I just thought he was being an asshole and just didn't have the words. But in that context makes so much more sense. See, this is the whole Florida Projects thing. Like, I just didn't care for it. And then you started sorting everything that made sense but at the time like I had just seen it so I just wasn't thinking about all those intricacies but yeah that wordlessless stuff
1: and you know like the whole thing he plays that whole movie like he has this crushing weight upon himself that he has to do this he has to do better and like the unacknowledged death of his daughter and the things he's going through and he plays it all just like Completely internalized. It's so good.
0: Yeah, you're you're swaying me a little bit. I think it's still a very boring movie, like Dunkirk. But I, I'm not.
1: How no, is not Dunkirk gonna... <laughs> boring? No, that,
0: that movie was fucking boring.
1: You now yeah. you're just trying to pick a fight with me. I'm Stop not, it.
0: I really thought they were both just not for me. I'll say that.
1: That's fine, but you can't say Dunkirk's boring. There's I mean, at least Jeff 17 boring. ships that sink in that movie. At least.
0: <laughs> that I didn't give a shit about one. No.
1: I'm oh, no.
0: Alright, alright, calm down. We're not going there. We're not going there. Um. So, on to the main attraction then, I suppose. The Haunting of Hill House. Did you like it?
1: Um... Yes.
0: Okay, because I fucking made notes about every goddamn episode, so we're going for the long haul today.
1: Does it, it, is it just like, I'm scared? Ooh, that scared me? Is there just a lot of that? If
0: you want to read my tweet, uh, my tweet-a-thon of me watching the goddamn thing, that's available on Twitter, and a lot of it's just like, oh, that's fucking terrifying, thanks for fucking scaring the shit out of me. Stupid (laughs) show. I hate you. I hate you and your stupid scares and your great ambiance and shit. Bullshit. I hate you. Uh, So my thoughts on the whole thing. Um, I was excited to get through this so I would never have to watch it again. And about episode nine, I really fell in love with it.
1: Hmm, That's interesting. I I think I
0: hate that I I like it so much. I like I want to see it again, but I don't. Because I know what, like, I don't want to go through those scares again.
1: I think, um, I think the first, like, four episodes were just okay to me. I, I felt that, you know, they're, they're competently made and it's fine and it's okay. And it was like episode, like, five, I think was Nelly's episode. And then, and then like five through nine, I think is really, really good. And I think it kind of shits the bed in the last episode
0: really i'm I'm about the opposite direction. I think those first four were great, and then it kind of slows down, but I mean it keeps a pretty good pace, and then the nine just kind of wraps it up, and it's like we don't have to revisit the story ever again, and like every almost every question I had throughout the whole thing was answered. So I love that it was this whole closed loop story that we never have to revisit again. Um, I think everybody's so excited to get a second season that they leave everything open like that. And I could see them kind of maybe pulling that off, but there was so much that I loved about this whole, like I was texting you along the whole for most of this damn thing, but uh, the way they build tension and suspense for this whole show just had me compelled. And a lot of it leans on shit that we've been watching over this last year. Like, I have notes of things that reminded me of it, like the Crimson Peak, like the innate detail of the house and stuff, Um, six feet under with like the mortuary stuff, Uh, hereditary and the dollhouse, like the Winchester house, even though it was a bad movie, like we get that context of like ghosts living there and like Sixth Sense stuff. Uh, mother and then i think the most fascinating thing was the mom episode from castle rock like even though we hated castle rock that episode played a part in making things even better for this show
1: hmm. Interesting. Interesting.
0: so from there now we're gonna get fucking spoilery and tell everything that happened so if you are interested, I suggest go watching it. If, I, if a scaredy cat like me can make it through it, anybody can. Um, but keep your eyes peeled for like ghosts in the background and shit. Because there's some really cool stuff in the background so that I kind of want to go back and see if I can see more. But I kind of don't. Because I don't fucking need that in my head more than it already is. So. From there. Um, I love the the title like this is probably why those first episodes work so well is because it's building this world in a great way because it's introducing all the characters in different ways and it's not giving you more details than you need. Um, even with the episode but... title one, Steven sees a ghost. It's like, which one Steven? And then once you find out which one Steven is, it gives you this, this idea that he's going to see it somewhere in like, And then until he actually does, you're not expecting it, how it happens.
1: See, like my main problem is, yeah, they start introducing stuff in those first, like four episodes, but I don't think it's till like the middle four that they personalize kind of what's happening to these people. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure.
1: And I think that's what makes that middle part stronger
0: I can see that i can
1: see that when you know um, like at, at the beginning it's just like oh this kid sees a ghost and then you know it's fine but then by episode five you realize like oh it's her haunting herself through time and we start getting more personal with these things and like that's much more interesting
0: yeah yeah i think the strength lies in those middle ones but i think it was a great way to do something different
1: and i, I mean if we're, if we're gonna be honest like uh it is definitely um, the uh, the strength of the cast that carries a lot of what's happening.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and a lot... I think all of them are pretty much unknowns, aren't they?
1: No. Um, the... Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. The, I know I saw
0: the dad in something.
1: Yep. I, I know I've seen him and stuff. I can't remember. The...
0: Oh was going
1: to do everything and <laughs> yeah, everything um Stephen, the main guy he was in Game of Thrones he was uh Dario, the sand serpent or whatever that with well, mercenary that Danny hired and was sleeping with he was in that for that was like two seasons um the the middle sister, the one who can't touch anything you know yeah. um. She's from Hush. She's the main girl in Hush, the oh, deaf shit. one.
0: Yes. No, I she looks familiar. I couldn't fucking place her. But yeah, that makes that makes that makes that one. Yeah.
1: And then the older sister who works in the mortuary. She was in um Ouija two I I'm just tying it to stuff the director's mm-hmm. done at this point. But uh she's also been in like a bunch of indie stuff. She was in Lo- uh not Love. Easy, that Netflix show. Um and then uh the the um, the kid version of her was uh, um, she was in Annabelle. We saw that the other, but the, oh, the, the yeah, she's been doing a bunch of horror stuff lately. But yeah, I mean, everyone's been in something that I think Luke's probably the only one that I hadn't seen anything and didn't yeah. look up. Right
0: on, right on. Um, yeah. So the first episode, I I liked it also that like almost every character had their own episode to like kind of explore who they were. Um and then the last one you get these kind of nightmare versions of what they expect life to be like. <laughs> um so that's why I'm I'm actually a big fan of episode 10. Like I understand like out of all of them it's pr- it's definitely the weakest. Like there's no real definitive scares. But um I think it's it does a nice way of wrapping everything up.
1: Mm, I think a lot of what happens is stuff that we've seen or understood already and the show finally spelling it out when I don't think it yeah. needed to. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: You know, like at th- at that point we understood that the Red Room was the reading room and the dance hall and the tree house, we understood it was this kind of like am- amorphous space that took on whatever that person needed to try and seduce them. In. But then, you know, like Steven vocalizes that and says it straight out loud. And I don't think we needed any of that. Yeah. That's
0: fair. Plus,
1: Plus, plus, I mean, if we'll get there right away, I think there's something inherently flawed about the happy ending of the show. Um,
0: <laughs> Why is that?
1: Uh It's just like we spent nine episodes um, dealing with the fallout of this family and what happened when the mother committed suicide and what happened to them in this house. And then they go back and then their other parental figure, their father, commits suicide. But everyone's like, cool, we're all happy now. <laughs>
0: uh, uh... I definitely needed the happy ending because that fucking, the other nine episodes just scared the hell out of me. I mean,
1: we could have got something, and you know, like, even the, um, the, the caretakers who lived off the land, you know, like, coming in there so they could die and be with their daughter, like, mm-hmm. I was like, no, this house is evil and it ruins people, why do you, no? Know?
0: <laughs> Let's starve it until we're about to die and then we'll go feed ourselves to it, so. Um, but yeah, I liked how it interwove all the stories and like showed you basically everything that had happened along the way. I think the show does a great job of showing and not telling. So you, I think I, I agree. wanted, tell, like, I wanted that to, last yeah, episode. yeah, those last two episodes kind of really just kind of spelled a lot out. Um, so I get what you're saying. Um, I couldn't take my goddamn eyes off the show. Like, I couldn't distract myself away because there was all those little details. And literally, the devil was in the details. Um, Even Nell's episode, like, the one I dreaded the most, just because the title was The Bettnick Lady, I was like, oh, great, we're gonna spend a whole episode with this scary apparition. And then, like, it starts out, and you hear her saying, no, no, no. And I was like, wait, what the fuck? And, like, I had thought that it was going to end up that way about episode three. And then when it uh, showed that it happened, um, did it show her going to the the uh, funeral parlor?
1: No, it didn't okay. do that part.
0: Because I think it showed her with the statue, right?
1: Yeah, I think so. It showed her with the statue. It, But every time it was tied into her, you know, it was... Oh, okay when she saw it so it was when you know like her husband died and when she was a kid a couple times and gotcha. it didn't show her in front of any other family members
0: so spoiler she dies and she's the Brent like lady <laughs> 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 um, but it, it did a great job of building up this idea that maybe they all had these little secret powers that were going to need every one of them to like get through and it kind of turned out that Nell was only <laughs> the real special one, and she saved them from this house, because she had died in it. Um, yeah, but I even
1: then, it realized weird. Like, you know, like, when Nell, you know, before she kills herself in episode five, you know, it she sees everyone, and they all thank her for all, you know, like, these little things, and then by episode ten, you know, she saves them all from the house. It felt just so cloying. I felt Get all over episode 10 the whole time, I think. But.
0: <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Um, I thought it was awesome the way they had done it. I think all these characters were much different. They all had their major flaws and why they didn't, why they weren't as connected as maybe they should have been. Um, these traumatic events that had happened to them all. Um, you kind of get that co- confusion between the storm and the um, final night because it's really ambiguous. But other than that, like everything's so laid out well to tell you what time you're at or where you are and like where the rest of the story is progressing and everything. So yeah, the show fucking, it's awesome.
1: (laughs) Okay, so question I have for you mm-hmm. what was worse for you the the crooked neck lady or the big tall guy in the bowler hat who floated
0: um, that's tough they both had their various moments that they were fucking creepy like when the guy's looking under or lifts up the bed almost couldn't handle that and then when she's staring at the lady but you don't see the face, like, kind of definitely fucked me up. <laughs> but then the dad, knowing what was going on, when she had called him and, like, just knew everything was awry, and was like, oh, fuck, shit's happening. But if he knew that that was her, I don't know. There's There are some questions that intrigued me about the show that I don't want to answer it, I guess. But, I don't know. I just liked it.
1: How How would you compare this to the last adaptation of it, uh, House on Haunted Hill, with, uh, or no, was it just called The Haunting? The one with Liam Neeson and Owen Wilson and the fucking, came on, like, 99?
0: Oh, something? was that the House on Haunted Hill? Yeah, those are those are similar adaptations. Yeah, um, it's, they're
1: both based on the same book. This is probably the furthest from an adaptation of it. They just kind of took the bones of it and added everything new in this. But
0: uh, I think the the movie obviously was where, very scarier, um, mind you. I haven't <laughs> seen it for twenty line? years, but it was just because the uh, ghosts were violent. I guess. And all I remember Hmm. really from that movie is when they fucking open up the uh, closet thing and, like, the lady is, like, carved up. That's really all I remember from that movie. But I remember fucking being terrified of it. Um, Which was strange about this show was because you couldn't tell if the ghosts were violent or not. Um, You only get glimpses... But that fucking suspense, man! Like it, there were no jump scares in the first half of it, and then a few jump scares. Like when fucking Nell jumped in the car, completely winded me. Completely yeah, the, winded me.
1: What I love about that though is that is character based. Yeah, it's not, yeah. you know, it's not what normal jump scares are. You know, the fucking strings hit real loud, and a cat jumps out to scare the scare us you know it's not for any benefit of the character whereas this was rooted in these characters you know it was
0: yeah. and even that mm-hmm. I was telling you uh, I don't think there was any jump scares until the funeral home which was like episode 7 I think uh, no, episode
1: six. 6 yeah which like that episode enraptured me because we start with a fucking 23 minute one take shot dude that one
0: take so good oh my god i love that
1: shit but even then my favorite episode and then they cut and then they do another one until they build to a cut there's like four of them in a row they get shorter as they progress about
0: the episode like it's so good um and like when the fucking jump scare hits i stopped i was like i've i it scared the shit out of me but like in a weird strange cool way um like it it was shifting from one story to another and like the title of the episode is twin storms and basically relaying that there were two times that a storm had happened in this family's life that meant anything but there were so many underlying storms amongst all of them um that kind of and
1: you could also you could also tie it to the two deaths right the the death of the mother that broke the family part and the death of the daughter that brings them back together
0: god damn it that's so good this show's so go- like i love the little details like that like when the titles of the episodes mean something like this like they could just be generic episode 1 through 10 but i love that these little details meant something and like the screaming memes and like they explain what the episode title is in such a not exhausting way and even episode 10's title isn't revealed to like the last five minutes or so when he's discussing everything that happened but yeah the show (laughs) i'm glad i got through it and like i there definitely would have been no way i would have split this amongst two days two different shows it's fucking good shit and I hate you for so, making
1: me like that. <laughs> okay. Does that mean you like horror stuff now?
0: No, no, I really want to avoid it now. Um, I'm not shitting you. The lights going to be on for at least a week. Um, <laughs> just because some of the fucking imagery they showed and like, um, really poppy, the creepy one at near the end of the uh, the season, like. <sighs> Some of that shit well, was too much.
1: I definitely remember you freaking out uh, over text uh, about, I'm assuming the chandelier is the jump scare you keep talking about. Yeah, yeah, I remember yeah, you yeah. freaking out. Yeah. And then there was the, whose hand was I holding? I mean, you were oh my god.
0: No. Let's not talk about that one. Like, it Just shivers straight through my fucking toes just thinking about it. Like, oh, this show. <sighs> it's too much at sometimes in the best ways. Like I, I could see this being a, a stepping stone to get people to like horror that aren't necessarily like you got to fucking bite the pillow and fucking just bear with it because it does a great job of, of just building that tension and shit. But Yeah. Hmm fucking also the couple screams like I'm you know I'm not a fan of the screams and like from what fucking, like the
1: dead mouth or <laughs> from,
0: or yeah from fucking Twin Peaks and I was just expecting that scream every single time I'm like don't don't please no no uh, and then to see Nell's therapist was the dude from Twin Peaks too <laughs> so wild yeah. this is the world we live in now you're making me like yeah. stuff that I never thought I would
1: yeah you like it
0: there's no if it not for this podcast there's no chance I would have ever watched that show <laughs> I guarantee I would have made it first five minutes and would have been done I, like, nah, I don't need that in my life but <laughs> fucking A so I think it's yeah. a good week pretty good week yeah. So what do we got?
1: Except you got to get off your fucking. <laughs> what do we got next? About first,
0: <laughs> Listen, we gotta have one a year, and it just makes sense <laughs> that they're the boring ones that you like the best.
1: And what's sad is, like, I liked it. I don't love it by any means, but I'm like, but you like long. it a little
0: bit more now than I hate it that much more. It's fair.
1: Maybe, maybe a little.
0: <laughs> that's fair. Um, God, that's good. Uh, so, what are we watching next week, boss?
1: Uh, next week we have Halloween. It's Halloween time. fuck. (laughs) It's gonna be fine. Fucking Danny McBride wrote it. It's gonna be funny and hilarious. We're all gonna laugh through the bank.
0: Listen, I I think getting through this show is setting me up so I can get through this shit. Although, I think it's supposed to be very much in the vein of that first one, so uh, I'm pretty sure I'm fucked. And I'm
1: not gonna. <laughs> um, I am gonna catch the original Halloween in theaters this week. I was gonna ask, um, you,
0: should we watch the original? So yeah, let's do
1: the original and the uh, sequel. Yeah, because this is a direct sequel to the original. So yeah, they're playing it. Uh, yeah, they're playing it Wednesday night down here. Of yep. um, So those two. I don't know. The hate you give is supposed to expand wider this week. So I'm going to keep my eye out and see if that opens anywhere. Um, We have Daredevil. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm assuming you still want to do half season Hannibal. That that seems like it. And.
0: And what? And then
1: I don't know. I don't know. I think I'll find some spooky movie to watch.
0: (sighs) All right. That's fair. So, yeah. Oh. How
1: do you feel about a really weird foreign movie?
0: Uh I mean we've done it. I really enjoyed Thelma and Raw, so I'm not opposed to it.
1: I don't think it's a scary movie, but I definitely saw a trailer on Netflix for this movie called The Blacksmith and the Devil. Yep, let's do so.
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, only because it leans into berserk stuff and it's like, God damn it. I saw that, I was like, I'm not gonna like that. And I'm sure that's on the list. So <laughs> yeah, let's do it. So yeah, cool. watch all that shit and catch us next week. Uh, go watch ha- *House Haunting* at House Hill House, whatever the fuck that one is on Netflix. Go watch that shit and watch *Hannibal* and maybe miss the other stuff. And watch *Pineapple*. <laughs> <Man. laughs> and we'll catch you next week. So peace, pineapple, and all that good stuff.